In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. I am free. Thank God. I am free. I am This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Hello, 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 and happy Monday to you. I am so excited to be on the air tonight. I hope you feel my excitement, and I hope it catches on. This is going to be a good show. I'm telling you now, this is going to be a good show. I'm smiling from ear to ear um, because this is going to be different for me. This is going to be different for us tonight on on our show. Mostly, uh, if you've been listening, mostly you you know you know that mostly we talk about sexual abuse on this show, the abuse of sex and the negative, um, you know, uh, the residual of it, the negative uh, after effects of it and what it causes. But tonight, tonight I'm going to talk about the beauty. That's right. The beauty of The pleasure of the intoxication of sex and sexual relationships God's way. You know, sometimes it's just great and it's just, you know, it's more pleasurable and it's actually easier to talk about the goodness of God than to have to always talk about the, the, the hurtful, negative, and ugly things um, in this world because of God's enemy, Satan, Lucifer, because of the war that he is waging against um, the Creator. So I, you know, was praying about what to do tonight, and the Lord just dropped that in my spirit. He said, let's talk about sex. But of course, because I'm a minister, we're going to talk about it God's way. We're going to talk about it from a biblical, uh, scriptural perspective, My approach is probably going to be a little bit 
odd or perhaps unique. Um, but if you just stick with me, I think if nothing else, it's going to be interesting. But at the extent, I think it's going to be a great show. Okay, so get ready. I'm ready. I'm sipping my tea as usual. I know Sabrina was going to, if she would have had a chance, she probably would have asked me, what kind of tea are you drinking tonight? So I'm sipping my tea. <laughs> and I am drinking a combination. I decided to be creative. So I put my rose hips and hibiscus flowers in with my orange blossom. I think that's what it was. Orange blossom or orange spice. That's what it was. Orange spice. I put them in together to see what I would come up with. And I am sipping my tea from a cup that my love gave me. Hey, love. My, my L-O-M-L. Mr. Christopher, are you there on the air with me? Yes, I am. Hello. Hey, handsome. <laughs> How are you? Just wonderful, gorgeous. How are you? Oh, I'm real good now. Uh, I, I thought I was good, but I'm real good now that I get to hear your voice. Hey, <laughs> be still my heart. <laughs> Are you excited about this show? Absolutely, my dear. Absolutely. Well, like I said, people, my approach, I'm going to approach this from, I guess you could say maybe a, a in theory, like in theory first, a theoretical approach or maybe a lecture type of approach because I'm going to start with some definitions. You know, I, in, my, in my profession, uh, I am a nurse and I did a lot of nurse education over the years. And so consequently, I love to study and I love to break down words and I love to... Um, you know, get understanding and, and, and just kind of like analyze and put things together. So I'm going to give you some definitions. The word sex, as we know it, you know, in the English language, the word sex itself is not in scripture. It's not in the Bible. And of course, I, I already knew that. I don't know some of some of you out there may not know that or may not uh, have even wondered that. But the word sex is not in scripture. Um, so what I did was um, I looked I, I looked in the Bible just just for the sake of it. I looked in my Strong's Concordance because that's that's a wonderful book and it's a wonderful tool that will tell you pretty much pretty much every word that's in the Bible. And so I looked in there just for the, for the fun of it, you know, to see if that word uh, would be listed in there. And it was not, but it did give me references. It did give me references for the use of the word. And it gave it to me under several categories. Um, one was sexes. S-E-X-E-S, sexes. The other was sexual love, sexual perversions, 
oh, we ain't going to go there tonight. We are not going to go there tonight because we have spent so much time on that. And unfortunately, we're going to have to spend more time on it, um, you know, moving forward. But tonight we are not going to talk about the negative. We are going to talk about the beautiful, the good stuff, sexual love. Okay. And sexes, the word sex. So I saw that there were several categories mentioned in the Strongs. I'm like, okay, good. I have some place to start with on this. Uh, but what I chose to do was go to the Webster's first so that um, I could compare, so that I can get, you know, the English derivative and what we understand in the English language and then bring it up bring it up, uh, bring up the rear, as they say, you know, with the Bible and with the biblical references. And I just, I just thought it was wonderful. So here we go. Here we go. Here we go. In the Webster's, I was surprised to see that all the words that related to the definition of sex defined it in the male and female perspective. I shouldn't say I was surprised, but I was surprised. I mean, you know, <laughs> you, you hear so much about other things until you just kind of like go, oh, wow, this is kind of cool to see this in here. The Webster's, the Webster's gave the definition in terms of male and female perspective. None of them define the terms as relating to an alternate category or lifestyle, but I said I wasn't going to go there. So let's get, let's stay focused, Diane. Let's stay focused. Let's look at each of these that are listed. Are you with me, husband? Are you with me, honey? Yes, I am. Okay, I'm going to read the first one, and I'm going to give you the first definition. Uh, I was talking about the word sex in Webster's, and it says, either of two divisions, male or female, into which persons, animals, or plants are divided. Okay, number two, the character of being male or female. Number three, the attraction between the sexes, meaning male and female. Number four, sexual intercourse, adjective sexual. Wow. That's a mouthful. That's a mouthful right there. I, I got 10 seconds before the break, but let me just... Well, there we go. Hold on to your seats till I come back. Okay. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Liberty Christian Center, located in Box Elder, South Dakota. They are a non-denominational, Bible-based, 
Holy Spirit-led deliverance ministry. Pastor Charles and Romika White, Liberty Christian Center. Information is power, the power to change your life. So be here for Education to Excellence. Some of the most valuable information you may ever receive will be shared with you 7 p.m. Eastern every Tuesday night with Education to Excellence with your host, Bruce Beichman. You'll benefit from insightful shows featuring guests that are proven experts in their field. Little-known facts on how to improve your health by making one very simple change in your morning routine. If you're a high school graduate or working adult and a bachelor's, master's, or doctorate degree from an accredited college would change your life, you won't want to miss this. Education to Excellence. Shift your career into high gear without ever attending a traditional college class. Learn investment strategies from proven experts who have a track record of helping normal individuals build abnormal wealth. Check out their website, education2excellence.com. Then join us for the show, Education to Excellence, with your host, Bruce Beichman. Tuesday nights at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on toginet.com. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, we're back. I'm sipping tea. I hope you're sipping yours. I hope you're um, going on, going along for the ride with me on this one because I think this is going to be interesting. Hey, honey, are you um, you thinking any thoughts yet? Still listening. Still listening. Okay. Well, people, we are talking about sex tonight. And we are going to be talking about sexual relationships God's way, the beauty of, the pleasure of, and the intoxication of sexual relationships God's way. Giving you some definitions first from the Webster's New World Dictionary. By the way, that's the fourth edition, um, copyright 2003. I shudder to think of what it may say uh, 10 years from now because, you know, um, things do tend to get sanitized and people, people's opinions change over time, even though God is the same. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. But this is from the Webster's. This is from the Webster's. Uh, we said two divisions, male or female. We're talking about the word S-E-X, sex, either of two divisions, male or female, into which persons, animals, or plants are divided. The character of being male or female. So often when we use the word sex, we are actually using it in the slang. We're using it in the slang um, form of speech when we say, oh, you know, like the songs that say things like, I want to sex you up, or let's talk about sex, baby, or this or that and the other. We're actually losing, using it in a slang because the word sex itself is actually describing the category of male and female. Isn't that interesting? 
<laughs> referring to or dealing with the attraction between the sexes, as in male and female. Okay, number two, I thought, well, let me see what sex appeal, because it was right in there in the group with all these words. Let's see what sex appeal has to say. It says the physical charm that attracts members of the opposite sex. Wow. I'm like, okay, this is too good to be true. This is the Webster's. This is the Webster's. Um, I, I can't resist going here. Just the other, last week I believe it was, someone very popular and high in government out here in Maryland was um, quoted as saying that the argument against same sex was a religious, a religious viewpoint. And therefore, that's why it had to be or needed to be or was defeated. And same-sex marriage was approved here in Maryland. But I'm tripping on the fact that the Webster's haven't got to the Bible yet. Haven't even got there yet. But the Webster's says sex appeal, <laughs> the physical charm that attracts members of the opposite sex. Hmm. I wonder if he did his homework. Anyway, number three. I said, okay, for the fun of it, let's see what opposite. Let's see what opposite says in Webster's. Opposite said, set against in a contrary direction, entirely different, exactly contrary <laughs> Anything opposed, across from, that's pretty thorough to me, opposite. You know how people say opposites attract? Wow, that's the way it's supposed to be. That's God's way. That's one of the beauties of God's ways is that he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> Opposite, set against in a contrary direction, often with two entirely different, exactly contrary. Anything opposed across from. Number four, sex chromosome. Here we go. Ooh, this is starting to sound a little bit scientific. It's bringing back some of my nursing memories of the nursing days. Um, sex chromosome. A sex determining chromosome. Okay. In the germ cells. We're talking anatomy, physiology, and stuff like that right now. Okay. Eggs carry an X chromosome. That's what the female brings to the table, eggs. Eggs carry an X chromosome and spermatozoa, also known as sperm, is what the male brings to the table. Hmm, interesting right there. Either an X or Y chromosome with a female resulting from an XX pairing 
and a male from an XY pairing. Let me say that again in case I confuse you. A sex-determining chromosome in the germ cells, eggs carry an X chromosome, and spermatozoa, either an X or a Y chromosome, so the male can carry the X or the Y, combine with the female, resulting in either an XX, because the female has the X, and the male has the X or the Y, but paired with a male would be the combination of an X and a Y uh, to produce a male child. <laughs> I know that gets a little bit crazy there, but XX produces a female child, XY produces a male child, but any way you look at it, it takes the female and the male to produce either or. I am, I am waiting and wondering. I'm, I know that they're looking for the quote-unquote gene that supposedly, how should we say, um, explains the third category. <laughs> that we're dealing with today, I don't think there's going to be an, a Z and an F. I don't think there's going to be like a Z chromosome and an F chromosome together that can make a third distinct type of individual that can reproduce. Somehow I just, anyway, I'm sorry, I'm getting off track here. You still with me, husband? Yes, I am. Have, I haven't I haven't got you worked up yet to, to say anything. <laughs> nope. I'm learning and listening. Wonderful. All right, let's go to number five. Sexual. I said, okay, Diane, let's check this one out. Sexual. What does the Webster's dictionary have to say about sexual of or involving sex? Remember, we've already defined sex as either of two categories, male or female. Okay, so sex, sexual is of or involving sex. The sexes and the sex organs, sexual of or involving sex the sexes, the sex organs. So here, we're, we're kind of going somewhere here now. All right, anyone feeling sexual yet? <laughs> anyone feeling male or female yet? Um, let's go to six. Let's just slide on into six. You, you can take anything else out of that that, that um, you think you need to take out of that. Let's slide on into six. Sexual intercourse. Interesting. We're still talking about the Webster's. It said a joining, a joining of the sexual organs of a male and a female human being. Wow. 
haven't got to the scriptures yet. Sexual intercourse, a joining of the sexual organs of a male and a female. I wonder if I would get in trouble for teaching this in school. Because <laughs> it's in the Webster's New World Dictionary. This is not a religious book to my knowledge. Now, I have heard some, something to the effect of it has some Christian roots. But then again, this country had Christian roots at one time, too. So that doesn't surprise me. Um, but to my knowledge, it's not classified as a Christian book or a religious book. Um, Webster's sexual intercourse, a joining, a joining, a coming together, okay, of the sexual organs of a male and a female human being. Voila. Now, I have a question. Uh-oh, okay. So, only human beings... According to what you're saying, only human beings can have sexual intercourse. Animals can only animals can only mate. That's the way I would take this. Because <laughs> sex, the the word sex itself is describing the division of. If we go back to it, two divisions, male or female, into which persons, animals, or plants are divided talking about two different categories and then now we're talking about sexual intercourse so male or female animals don't have intercourse they do mate but this definition says a joining of the sexual organs of a male and a female human being it says human being here trip that's me out Web that's webster's this is webster's new world dictionary fourth edition Printed two thousand uh, copyright two thousand three. We'll be back after the break, people. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness and to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls, or we can make information available to you via email. Equipping the Saints Ministries is home-based in Maryland. You may write to us at Post Office Box 1616, Clinton, Maryland, 20735. Or email us at vir2us1 at verizon.net. Thank God. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. 
the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, yes, we are back and we are talking about sex tonight. That's right. We're talking about sex and we are talking about the beauty of sex. We um, haven't got there yet on the show because we're laying a foundation here. We're working our way into it. But I've got my wonderful husband, companion, my lover, my friend um, on the air with me tonight. And he just asked me the question because I was reading the definitions from the Webster's Dictionary about um, sexual terms, uh, words, uh, words that include the word sex. And the last one we were talking about was sexual intercourse. Did you want to repeat your question or did you want to expound on your question, um, husband? Well, my, my, um, my question was the Webster's Dictionary's um, definition had referred to um, sexual intercourse only uh, would, would be between human beings. Mm-hmm. And not not uh, the male and the female human beings, and not animals. It didn't even mention animals. It just says between a male and a female human being. And so, um, I was just wondering why they came to that conclusion when there's male and female species of all different kinds that have intercourse, or or well, they mate. Uh-huh. But, but but I believe, and we'll probably get into it more into the study, the difference between mating and intercourse is that you're dealing with someone with a, with a mind that has reasoning and everything, you know, things that humans have that animals don't have. Uh-huh. And so Good. Um, I'm, I'm waiting to hear what's, what's more to be said. <laughs> what's coming. But isn't it interesting how that does kind of exclude animals, you know, sexual relations with animals. It excludes that. It excludes same-sex relations, same-sex sexual relations. Intercourse is between a man and a woman, human Yes, sexual intercourse, a joining of the sexual organs of a male and a female human being. Isn't that interesting? Yes, it is, quite all right, so number seven, we were going to, um, the, de- the definition, according to Webster's, for sexy. You know, got a lot of songs out there about um, songs and commercials, and everybody wants to be sexy. Now, and they gave the slang use of the word and the definition. The definition was exciting or intended to excite sexual desire. Um, number two, the slang was exciting, glamorous, etc. So, it, it, you know, sometimes, sometimes, especially when we're when I'm thinking of Christian women, I I see them dressing like the number one description, the number one definition intended to excite sexual desire, and I 
don't understand that when you connect it with Christianity whatsoever, uh, not unless it's in the privacy of their bedroom with their own husbands. But um, the slang, exciting and glamorous. It seems like we've even taken that out of context because a lot of what we see nowadays, and I'm not supposed to be going there, am I, is not glamorous. Glamorous, that just connotates to me something, you know, like glamour. Glamour is like something beautiful, isn't it? Um, an extreme, extremely beautiful, not cheap and uh, cheap looking, not cheap and and hoish. <laughs> So, wow, what are we doing these days? Anyway, sexy, exciting or intended to excite sexual desire. Or number two, the slang, exciting, glamorous, original, etc. So far, people, I haven't even got to the scriptural definitions concerning sex yet. This is just the basic study I started doing with about the word S-E-X, sex as it's defined in the English language, okay? Uh, according to Webster's, sex falls into two categories. This is not a religious view. This is a life view. Kind of what, that's the conclusion that I came up with, is that this is a life view. It's life. It's based on life itself. This is a life view. If one doesn't even believe in God, if you don't even have a religion, do you accept the English language as having any validity? I mean, the way we communicate, the way, what our words mean and how we talk to each other, how, you know, how we, how our language comes to life. Do, do we accept that as having any validity? I mean, it comes from, it comes from, I'm sure, other languages over time. But if we accept that as having any validity, this is a life issue. Life distinguishes the sexes into two categories. Now, I know that there's someone out there because I had someone ask me, um, what about the, um, I don't remember if you pronounce it, hermaphrodites. Uh, I didn't think about that when I was research, you know, to like look it up, the correct pronunciation and spelling of that. And someone would probably, uh, I've had someone say that to me. Well, what about people that are born with both sex organs? What about that? And, you know, I was kind of thinking about that. And then, and I thought, well, you know what? Whenever we have any other genetic anomaly, Whenever we have any other, like, babies that are born conjoined, you know, spines joined, heads joined, whenever we have any other genetic birth defect, we don't just automatically, we don't just say, well, that's, um, that's normal. Scientifically, we don't, you know, and, and, and. Socially, we don't just say, oh, well, that's normal. We say that's a genetic defect. We say that that was something, something went wrong somewhere along the way. So 
have to feel like those that were born with both organs, something uh, went wrong in the process. You know, if someone develops a disease because their cells changed and uh, like, for instance, cancer, you know, cancer begins to uh, grow in a person's body. We don't we don't identify the cancer cell and then say, oh, the cancer is normal. The cancer is just different. That cancer cell is good, and we are not going to remove that cancer cell. Matter of fact, we're going to make it acceptable in the medical field. We are going to de declare it acceptable, <laughs> and we're going to say, don't you discriminate against this cancer. It is a cell just like all the rest of the cells. And we should, as a matter of fact, we advise you to leave that cancer cell alone. I'm being funny here, but back to our study, just chew on my thoughts, chew on my words, <laughs> chew on my words. You still with me, husband? Okay. I'm here. For the curiosity and the fun of it, because I'm an inquisitive individual, I looked up a few more words that people often use in relationship to sex. Now... Here we go. You know, chew on this. Tell me what you think about it. Um, this is still the Webster's, Webster's New World Dictionary. Oral. O-R-A-L. Um, in the medical profession, we use that term actually more than the, than the definition, which is the mouth. Okay, the mouth, number one. Uttered, spoken of, or near the mouth. That's what oral is. Uttered, spoken of, or near the mouth. I'm just throwing these out there. Okay. What is the mouth? What is the mouth? What's the definition of mouth? Mouth. The opening in the head through which food is taken in and sounds are made. The slang of mouth is to talk loudly like someone's you know someone you sure got a lot of mouth or you sure are mouthing off you know is to talk loudly or impudently to me that translates into um, some good uses here so the mouth is for speaking the mouth is for nourishment um, perhaps perhaps in some books I'm sure in some psychology books or some um, books that others have written, the mouth would be considered a sex organ, but according to the Webster's Dictionary, it is not. <laughs> but I'm just throwing these things out there, okay? Things that make you go, hmm. Uh, number 10. Might be a little bit graphic here, but we're talking anatomy and we're talking uh, theoretically, you know, lecture style here. Think of it as being in a medical class. Anus, A-N-U-S, anus. The opening at the lower end of the alimentary canal, which is the same thing as saying the intestines. The opening at the lower end of the alimentary canal. Okay. 
helps to control and regulate waste. When it's time to release it and get rid of it, it relaxes. When it's not, it tightens. Okay? Rectum. R-E-C-T-U-M. Straight intestine. The lowest or last segment of the large intestine. The lowest or last segment of the bowel. And if you know anything about anatomy and, and uh, physiology, then you know that the bowels are how the body houses and excretes waste. Waste products. The toxins, the waste, the leftovers in our system that do us no good come out of the intestines, come out of the intestines after the stomach digests and does its thing and you know it's moved into the small intestines and moved into the large intestines and moved into the rectum and then released here come the tunes <laughs> Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, abuse, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have loved and been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived abuse, molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may see or find themselves in Diane Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of the story of me online at www.authorhouse.com or any of the major bookstores. Not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com, the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people, we're back, and we have a very, um, I think, exciting and interesting topic tonight. We are talking about sex. Yes, we are talking about the beauty of sex. We are talking about the passion and the intoxication of sex God's way. 
Okay, so because we're running out of time, I better move forward. Um, I had one more, well, I had one more definition, um, and I thought of another while we were on break that I should have thought of earlier, but I didn't. But anyway, I'm going to tell you to look up hand. Look up hand in your own time if you're truly interested in what I have to say. That's your little homework assignment. Look up breast, because those are some of the common things that... uh, people mention or terms that people mention or come into play when you're talking about sexual relations or sexual intercourse. Okay. And just chew on it, chew on it and see what you think about it. Um, When we move to the biblical references, as I said, uh, when I first started looking at the study, I only saw a few categories. And in those categories, the closest references to the word S-E-X, the word sex, that I found in the Bible were actually terms like in Genesis 1:27, where it says, male and female created he them. That's a reference to God creating the sexes, male and female created he them. Genesis 1, 27. Write it down so you can go look it up yourself. Don't take my word for it. Go look it up. The next reference um, that I could find in relationship to the word intercourse, so like sexual intercourse, uh, was, was Genesis 4 and 1, where it says, and Adam, the first man, Adam, knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived. So that says to me that he somehow came to know his wife, K-N-E-W, know Eve, his wife, and she conceived. So that's telling me it's got to be talking about sexual intercourse there because she conceived. She became with child. So even though I know these words, I looked them up anyway in the Strong's Exhaustive Concordance, which is a Bible dictionary, basically. And Strong's, which um, defines the word new as to know, to know, to acknowledge, acquaint oneself with, acquaint with, discern, discover, a familiar friend. The list kind of went on because it could be used figuratively, it could be used um, literally, it could be used in different ways. But the one that was most commonly used um, was Strong's 3045. That's the number, 3045. And it was to know, acknowledge, acquaint with, discern, discover, a familiar friend. Hmm. So that seems to go so much deeper, so much deeper than what we see today. Hitting it and quitting it. Um, Simply, simply craving the physical aspect of getting with somebody. (laughs) To know to know, when you know someone, that, that is talking about 
you know, you know what they like, what they don't like, how they respond to things, how they think, how they uh, feel about things. Um, you know, my goodness, when you talk about knowing someone and Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived. Okay. Another reference was... Uh, Judges 1139 and there's like so many of them there's like gobs of them but I just picked out some of them because most of them uh, the Strong's definition was the same but Judges 1139 and she knew no man it was referring to a woman who was a virgin and she knew no man okay so scripturally it's like you're not even supposed to like get to know a man as as in hanging out in the familiar making yourself common making yourself familiar with men or women unless you're planning to go there unless you're planning to become one with that person marry that person you know engage yourself um, with that person today I see so many uh, men and women who are just like they make themselves common with each other. You know, there's no boundaries. The women, the guys talk to the women any old kind of way. They talk, they say rude and crude things that would have been offensive. Uh, even when I was growing up, would have been offensive. But now it's like, it's so common. Um, the attire, the activity, everything is just so common. But you're not even, we shouldn't even know. Another, you know, a, a, a member of the opposite sex, we shouldn't even know them that way unless we're trying to, unless, you know, like we're engaged, unless we're working on moving towards that whole godly relationship thing, tying the knot. Dear, trying to move. Yes, yes, dear. Um, we also have to remember that um, the devil's agenda is to undo and do opposite of everything that God has placed exactly um, for us so the enemy says to be intimate without knowing a person basically to 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 do what married people do without having to be married and without yeah right and without to, knowing a person right to share that time of intimacy without putting in the time without committing you know so in the big picture in the big scheme of picture the beauty of the beauty of sex is is shared where there's a true intimate knowing between a husband and a wife uh -huh. and, and that's that's the ultimate because you're in line with what what God laid out you know you're in line with the way God made you. You're in tune, you know. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. if you if you take it a step higher, if you're connected spiritually with God and your partner, which is your wife or your husband, they're also connected spiritually with God. And then the two of you come together and you're spiritually connected with God. Then there's a then there's a union. It's a sharing of spirits. Mm-hmm. And and God is in is in between it because He made it. He gave us He gave us um, the ability to procreate, and it's supposed to be all all of these things are supposed to come together to create, as the world would say, a love child. 
But the way it's said in the world, a love child, when someone has a baby who's just from uh, carousing and frolicking and just having so-called relationships and everything, and a baby comes comes into the play, it's called a love child. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the topic is, it's a deep topic, and it's going to, it takes some some serious studying mm-hmm. and it takes some time to, to get into it. But I just wanted to point that out, that everything is, is made to look as though all, um, anything goes and you don't right. have to, you don't have to follow rules. You, you can do what you want. And the animals can do that. A dog can see another dog walk up to him and jump on him and, and, and go to town and they're mating. Mm-hmm. But, but who cares? Right. They're, satis- they're satisfying their loins and who cares? And then they go on separate ways. There's no relationship with the father. You know. You know what I mean. They're mating. You're right. You're right. They're just. They're just mating. And, and really, even in nature, mating is a. There's a specific time for it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, a person. Uh, I mean, a an animal can be in heat, and that's their time. Mm-hmm. And the other animal can know that they're in heat. And can hear the moans or the sounds that the that the, the animal that's in heat, which will be the female animal, mm-hmm. and it's but it's natural because it's the way God made it, you know. Um, so it's 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 a heavy duty topic. topic. You know, um, b- because we're running out of time, I'm going to we're going to continue this next week, but. I wanted to get into some of the beauty of it before we end the show. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read, I'm going to read some of the scriptures in the book of Solomon, songs of Solomon to just kind of whet our audience's um, appetite a little bit for some of the, some of the beautiful, pleasant and intoxicating. uh, How do I say that? Experiences that come from sexual relations God's way. And I'm going to, you know, that's how we're going to end the night is by me reading some of these songs. Um, some people might call them poems, but I, man, I was reading, let's do, let's do songs of Solomon starting with chapter one verse 12 let's see i've got it marked here because uh, i don't want to skip t- uh, chapter 7 was just absolutely beautiful but let's go to chapter 1 verse 12 through 15 oh let's see did i get this right 12 verse 15 uh, Think about these beautiful words, people. Think about these beautiful words, because I, I want to leave you with something beautiful as we, as we hang up tonight. Think about the beauty of these words. While the king sitteth at his table, my spikenard sendeth forth the smell thereof. A bundle of myrrh is my well-beloved unto me. He shall lie all night betwixt my breast. My beloved is unto me as a cluster of campfire in the vineyards of in 
Gidai. Behold, thou art fair, my love. Behold, thou art fair. Thou hast dove's eyes. I'm going to keep going. Behold, thou art fair, my beloved. Yea, pleasant. Also, our bed is green. The beams of our houses are cedar and our rafters are fir. Three. Oh, well, I guess you got to wait till next week. <laughs> there is so much more. There is so much more. Tune in next week. Love you. Have a good night. Thank you.